As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know, I thought, obviously, when you lose your first game, you get a slow start in the second game. Uh, we had to rely on our defense. Our defense was really good just to keep the game reasonable, which we did against Virginia, too. But we got to get our offense going better. Uh, I thought Joe did a good job of just kind of maintaining. He didn't, you know, he didn't score a lot, but he, I thought he did a good job of, first of all, defensively, got three steals. I thought he kind of stabilized us a little bit. Uh, I thought early, uh, Buddy hit a couple big shots to get us back in it. But the difference is Baramo was active down low. He uh, finished around the basket. Uh, we looked for him better. I thought he, he really played well. Joe will be starting Saturday. Are you going to redshirt John Bowley, Jack? John Bowley's going to redshirt. We just made that determination today. And uh, I think it's, I think he's going to be really good down the road. We've redshirted eight, ten guys that have been starters for us and been really good players, productive players for us in the last two or three years of their career. And I think he can be that player too. You've got four new guys, and they got a lot of they have you know they got a lot of work to do to get fit together. And we need game experience. The, the trip this summer was worthless from that point of view because we played eleven guys. And you're not going to play 11 guys, so we need to get a group that gets used to playing with each other and gets comfortable with each other. I looked at 10 box scores last week at random, and there was not 20 teams. There wasn't one team that played more than seven guys significant minutes. Not one team in the country. That's the way college basketball is. And somebody's, like, shaking their head because they didn't know that. Well, it's the facts. It's been the facts for many years, and... The whole thing about playing nine or ten guys, there's a reason nobody does it. You cannot have consistency with nine or ten guys playing significant minutes. You have to get people comfortable and get their minutes. And you can do that with seven, eight guys. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the first Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So welcome. Happy Thursday. Thirsty Thursday for Joe, that is. And thirsty Mondays <laughs> and thirsty Tuesdays and thirsty Wednesdays. Oh, no, stop it. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. I made fun of Tyler having a cold in the next day. Would you know it? Would you know it? Cold. Big one. Cold <laughs> AF, as uh, the lit kids say. Right, Joe? I guess so. So, so I wouldn't know. I'm not sick. <laughs> so, <coughs> shut up. Don't make me laugh either. I can't do that. Uh, the Duke preview is up. And also, just so you know, other related football news. Alton Robertson, he was going to play in the Senior Bowl. The school announced today that he's going to do that. So that's cool. Get an extra game with the Q's player in it, right? 
I guess, yep. you know, for what it's worth. Uh, as you heard Coach say, John Boljak, he is going to redshirt. They had a conversation, and um, he basically understands the situation when he when he was taking a look at the roster, and he agreed to sit. So, um, team player, I think it's going to work out better for him anyway, in the long run. Yeah. So you know, it is what it is, and uh, he'll be he'll be good. He's going to be good. I thought. Look. I can't call red shirts. It's not my game. I don't try to do that. But um, he's a promising athlete. I'll say that. Right, Joe? Is that fair enough? Yes, I think that's fair to say. Okay. Look, guess what? We're going to get into everything here in a second. But as you know, it is no shave November. That means you don't shave your face. Okay? What? You don't shave your face for no shave November. Unless you're in the military and then you, you just don't shave above the lip there. But... Everything else is fair game, okay? That's why I want to tell you about the good folks over at Manscaped. Uh, They support this show. They also support Armchair Media. They have the precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they have the electric trimmer. It's been redesigned. The 1.0 is outdated now. If you have the 1.0, go ahead. Go online. Go to manscaped.com. Check out the 2.0. It is... Uh, designed with skin safe technology so it won't nick or snag anything down there also it is rechargeable it is also waterproof so uh, you could do your business right there in the shower you know i mean no more accidents do your business in the shower clean your puppy <laughs> off comes with a comes with its own little bag and keep the charger in there just need a usb block and you're good to go okay get the uh spritzel for your schnitzel and also uh, the cologne is great. The body comes with body wash. Comes with a two-sided razor. That thing is um, a beast. Be very careful. Very careful, kids, with the two-sided razor. And get the anti-ball chafing cream, the crop preserver, get it all, and the tote bag. Just go to uh, manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. Get 20 bucks off the first purchase and free shipping when you use the promo code armchair. That's manscaped.com. Promo code armchair. Get 20% off and free shipping. Use the promo code armchair. Thank you. Manscaped.com. Okay. So, Joe. Yes, sir. Uh, the lead in the second half grew to as much as 24 points, allowing Coach Bayheim to empty the bench. Robert Braswell and Howard Washington, they hit the floor for the first time this season. Uh, Jalen mm-hmm. Carey did get the start. He only played five minutes. But as we heard Coach say, Gerard gets the start. It was a wildly noticeable difference in the team as a whole once Gerard was in, and um, everybody saw it. It's very oh, yeah. apparent. And um, so, anyway, we'll talk about Jalen Carey here in a second. Uh, some notables from the Orange uh, are, well, Mark, I'll start here. Mark with his coast-to-coast play, including a, a spin move and a two-handed slam. It was beautiful. Got the crowd pumped up. It was awesome. I oh, love yeah. seeing that. Buddy Beheim, 17 points, six rebounds. Elijah Hughes, 14 points, eight rebounds. But Sadibi, the Lance G's favorite Sadibi, 12 points, yeah. 14 rebounds. Guess I'm eating some crow on that one, huh? <laughs> I guess so. Did your pops text you after the game? No, no. He hasn't said anything yet, but I'm sure as soon as I see him, he will. That is uh, Sadibi's third career double-double. And on defense, Syracuse did another decent job. 
Um, it looked for a second like it could get out of control with the shooters, uh, but this good shooting team was held to 30% from the field and 13 of 41 from distance. And Syracuse also created 15 turnovers, so still holding strong with the turnovers. Um, really good for two games in a row. Um, also, they did hold Colgate's stars on offense uh, to a mediocre day. Ivan Askis, 2 for 10 from the field, 0 for 3 from downtown, and Nellie Cummings, 3 for 11. Uh, from the field, two for nine from downtown. So, Joe, all in all, the Orange, they never really let up after they got going. It took them a, it took them a minute, missing yeah. their oh, first yeah. six shots. Before, More than a minute. Yeah, it was a, it was a while. Uh, they were up there clapping, clapping forever. For like minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, missed their first six shots before getting inside to DB two times in a row, which was great. He was six for six from the floor, by the way, which is excellent. And that's where you got to hit him. Um, yeah. So, um, he had a great game, as I mentioned. And... Um, I know it's Cornell, but if it continues, Colgate. This, I, I'm sorry, Colgate. I know it's Co- Colgate, but if it continues, this adds a complete, uh, n- n- another complete dimension to this young team that they're going to need. They're going to need an inside guy. We talked about it before the season started. Right? Can Sadibi do it, dude? Can he do it? Can he do it? By the time we reach ACC play, can he progress enough to where this can be a consistent thing? Oh God, I don't know. I, I can't. I I don't have an answer for it. I okay. mean, he looks. You have to consider the competition, and uh, obviously his legs, his knees. I mean, they look look good, better though. than what they were, right? So, yeah. uh, but again, I think coming into this, every time that we did a podcast, especially coming up through the season, talking you know preseason and the team and everything, it was all about just how new the team was and what we the growth that was going to happen and all the things that we really couldn't expect because we don't know. So again, you see guys like uh, you see flashes from Gadine and, and Gary air, uh, who I think a lot of people expected to be able to come in and help this year. And, um, I like the way the Dolge is playing, uh, Sidibe, uh, they look a little bit, uh, more confident down there and we do need scoring, uh, down low Joe Girard. I mean, he's only going to get better. So, um, I think, I think the way we got to look at the way we got to look at it this season is we have to look forward to, and then we talked about it. It's, it was about being excited about watching this team grow throughout the season. So again, that's why I throw away the first game against Virginia. And again, we see something like Colgate, where you know I was a little worried because I know they're not an awful team, but they're not obviously a Power Five team. Uh, and we went in there and handled business, and to kind of go upon some of the stuff that uh, that. Uh, you were talking about that you didn't really hit uh, nine assists and six blocks. Or sorry, not nine assists, nine steals and six blocks on the defense. You know, so yeah. we got a lot of steals. And when you talked about some of the, the plays and stuff, I think my favorite little segment there was when Gerard came down and hit that deep three and then went down on defense, got the steal, and then threw the alley-oop yeah, to yeah. Sidibe. Uh, I, I like that. So, again, um it's all just about them getting better and just hopefully seeing them get better and better. Yeah, I don't think there's a, any doubt about it. I I think, you know, to compound the problem last time was probably we never really hit on it, but I think it was I think they were intimidated too. I think they were playing nervous. They might have been a little playing a little scared. I think it's intimidating starting your season in front of your fans. Um against the defending national champions, although, you know, they replace what you know, four of their starting five too. Our three, right? Three but even then, I mean, you have to look at our situation. We we they lost a lot. We lost a lot on offense. But um, 
that program is set up way better for to lose players like that. I mean, we have nine freshmen and sophomores. So I mean, Virginia still had, you know, juniors and seniors and stuff that were basically coming off the bench last year that are ready to go. So right. they were in a better position to win a first game like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's intimidating. They just didn't look that comfortable. They looked. They eventually they looked comfortable. They just weren't. Well, that was a great defense. Yeah, and, well, right. And they just didn't. They just weren't hitting their shots. But you know, th- to start this game, I bet you everybody was thinking, "Oh my gosh, here we go again. Here we go again." They're, we're, oh we're, yeah, we're, that we're, first five minutes made me nervous. Yeah, we're never going to be able to sit down. Here we go. So um, you know, it was it was good to see, but. Uh, Jalen Carey played the first five minutes. They took him out. They put Gerard in, Joe. Uh, this was a buy-seller-hold question when we had James Zubon. And, um, you know, it, it, it reared its head pretty quick after the first game. I did not see that coming. But an obvious difference in the team with Gerard at point and Carey at point. Is that fair to say? Yeah, in both games. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, that's proof that it's not really fool's gold um and again i don't think this goes against the fact that jalen carey can't come back and everything but basketball is especially college basketball i mean overall it's a highly competitive sport and like Beheim said in his opens like you're only getting seven eight guy rotation usually unless you just have a bunch of guys that you don't really know what to deal with but right. seven eight guy rotation because there's enough timeouts and the, the kids are young and energy and stuff like that so it's hard to crack that seven or eight sometimes. So, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. There's a lot of high-level competition and a lot of positions in on our team. And it's basically who's going to step up and take and take the bull by the horns and take that position and take that role. And I think that after two games, uh, he's going to Gerard, And now that doesn't mean he's got it for the rest of the year. No, but, but it's he's earned it. He's chance. earned it up. He's earned yeah. it up to this point. Right. I think – the, the one puzzling thing to me was, I mean, why Kerry didn't play again? Yeah. Because I can, I can understand when um, Gerard came in and finished off the first half. I can understand that. Um, and I can understand Gerard coming in and starting second. the second half. Yeah, of course. Um, but when he came out, I did – I mean, I still expected to see Kerry in the second half. So um, I don't really understand that part of it. But, again, um, it will be interesting to see <laughs> – the rotation and what it looks like next game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if Kerry comes off the bench as the two. So, you know, he, here's the thing. So, obviously, the rumor mill is flying with the, um, you know, the the rumblings of him entering the um, transfer, portal transfer portal and all that. So, you know. I didn't hear that. You didn't. I mean, rumors. No. There's rumors of it, sure. I mean, go on social media. This is something that Joe doesn't always do. Do you go No, on? but I mean, I'm sure they're not rumors from him or anybody that no, they no, no, know. No, it's probably no. just rumors. It's all it's speculative. It's rumblings. Rumors. Rumblings. Right. Rumblings. Just people talking about it. It's people speculating about it. So. Well, that happens in college basketball. Again, there's 13, what, 13 schedule, uh, scholarships on a team, and only seven or eight play. So when it comes down to it, the rest of that other part of that bench is developing talent and young guys in actual like depth um and more and more you've seen in in the society of nowadays it's 
if I'm not playing or if I'm not getting my way, then I'm going to go somewhere where I do. And you've seen it in a lot of sports in college. And um, it doesn't surprise me at this point. And we talked about that in the beginning of the year about how we're still recruiting players, but we don't have any scholarships that are definitely leaving next year. So we pretty much kind of saw this coming and the writing was going to be on the wall. So, I mean, yeah, there's rumblings and it doesn't mean it's going to be a hundred percent, but I mean, by the end of the year and in the off season, there's no doubt in my mind that, that, that some, there's going to be some movement, but again, that that's not a negative thing. It's just for players. I mean, if you look at it and get this, it goes like this for the rest of the year, Kerry doesn't get his burn and he's a sophomore year. He's got two more years. He's probably going to want to go somewhere. I mean, he's playing behind guys that are younger than him. So well, we he's going to want to go somewhere where he can play. And yeah. that's just the, the, that's the sport. Yeah, I know. Uh, and you know, we, we all know what happens when Beheim sits a guy, you know, what can happen. And, you know, it could light a fire under Kerry, you know, give, give, put Joe Girard out there, let him know, hey, you know, this, this, is, this is your spot. You want your spot? Take it back, basically. I mean, he'll get another shot to take his spot back. Kerry's problem is, is I mean, he's just not the shooter that Girard is, and he doesn't have the ball handling Girard has. That's how I see it. And I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I mean, I, just I think don't. it's just a lot of how you orchestrate an offense. I mean, Gerard, he just looks like a natural kind of point guard out there. And Jalen Carey, he's kind of like a one-on-one take-it-to-the-hoop guy. And um, it just doesn't look as natural or fluid. So, I mean, I don't know if he played shooting guard and got moved to point guard or tried, they tried to move him to point guard in high school type stuff. Or, But he looks more like a shooting guard to me, the way that he plays the game. Yep. Um, well, we'll just have to see. I just figured I'd bring it up because yeah. it's being talked about, but... You know, Either way, he's talented. So, yeah, he is talented. But we knew that it was going to be a problem. Yeah, we saw yeah, before saw this. Yeah. I mean, we 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 saw that we had a bunch of talented players and really not a lot of roles carved out yet. So we knew that there's there's going to be some people that are going to get snubbed in this. And he'll get he'll get an, another shot. He'll at least have yeah. that. So anyway, um, you have anything else? Wrap this game up, Joe. No, I'm just glad that it ended up they ended up settling down and it went the way that it did. Yeah, Colgate, not really a slouch. I know they're not like, you know, some Power 5 school like you mentioned, but they're good. They're an experienced team, and they can shoot the ball. So, Right. I mean, you know, there was a chance that they could come in and beat this young team. And you know, there's teams from the Patriot League that have upset people in the NCAA tournament, and when it comes to one, two, three seeds, they don't want to see a team from the Patriot League. You can ask Tennessee that from last year. <laughs> exactly. So, um, all right, well. That is that. But what do you say we do some fan feedback? We, yeah, let's we'll, do it, man. We'll do some fan feedback. But first... It's got to uh, be positive, right? Um, I think it's it's not bad. Do you not uh, look at these things anymore? I mean, well, I didn't... I, I like to be surprised. I don't try to choose negative things. I try to keep it positive. I try to keep it with what the majority of the, of the Twitter feed feels like. Put it that way. Right. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we will get in to the fan feedback here in a second. Um, listen, Blue Chew's back. Y'all know about Blue Chew. You've heard me talk about him before. Uh, so here's the thing. You can increase your performance and get better and extra confidence in bed. All you got to do is do this. Go to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full or empty stomach. 
And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill. So you know you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to experience your performance. Uh, Guys may talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps those guys follow through. Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right, Joe? Know <laughs> all about the awkwardness. So you can get it right to your, we get right to your door now. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we got a special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get the first shipment for free when you use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the $5 shipping. Go to BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Try it fee free. Play the Pay the $5 shipping. Uh, Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Also, they do not guarantee results, and it does not cure disease. Guys, come on. Don't be silly. So, um, you know, no jokes, Joe? You don't have any jokes? You're out of jokes. Okay. No, I mean, I, you told me not to make you laugh because of your cold, so I'm trying to respect your... <laughs> I'll have a... <laughs> I'll have a golfing fit. I'm serious. So, all right. Well, that's why I'm trying right. not to well, do it. I appreciate it. I could sit here and I could, you got, jo- you got jokes all day. Gonna, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do. You know what to do. Go to the socials at the end of every game. I propose a question. Thoughts on the game? You see that? Hit the comment button. Leave your leave your comment, and uh, I choose a good handful during the show to uh, read aloud, and we discuss them. That's why we try not to talk too much in the beginning, because uh, this allows for some conversation to open up. So, um, let's see. Let's see. Let's go with Alex first. Uh, it is Colgate, so I'm not going to judge too much. Beheim played great. Sadibi is definitely looking like his knee isn't hurting anymore, and Eli played what we expect to see with eight assists. Just shows you we have shooters. Yeah, we, I mean, we do. Yeah. They got, you know, when they start falling, they start falling, and that's probably, you know, that's a lot of it. Yeah, the first and there's going to be some games where they're all hitting and, it's going to be nice to see. So the difference shout is out. that was a good, good comment. My brother, I actually talked to him today. He, uh, actually met Elijah Hughes today. So, Oh, did he really? Mm. Yeah. Nice. Alex. Good job. Um, it, the difference is Joe, the, the biggest difference, the biggest to me is that when you've got three or four of these shooters on the floor at a time, you know, compared to last year, if one or two of them's cold, I mean, you have others to rely on. So right. it's not that we're, you know, relying on Tyus Battle and Elijah Hughes. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Um there's more options and uh, you know, that's that's good. It's good. Uh Jalen Carey is not a point guard. Point guard is a point guard is a mentality, not a position. Anyone remember Josh Wright? He was fast, but he couldn't dribble as fast as he ran. Yeah, it does seem like it does seem like sometimes Carey's Feet are faster than his dribbling. I mean, that's where some yeah. of the, some that's where some of the ball control issues come from, and it's a great comparison, yeah. by the way, Jake. It is because yes, yeah. they uh, 
that was kind of what I was going with with my comment of like if you played point guard your whole life, you just you see the floor a little bit differently than somebody that might play might have played shooting guard or a different position and then try to transition into that. And um, I think again, like he said, it's kind of a, a mentality, and I think you see the different the difference in mentality between the two point guards that we had at least through the first two games. Like again, I'm not trying to poo poo on Jalen Carey too much, but there's just facts are facts. And through the two games, I think all the fans have seen the difference of the offense when Joe Girard's out there, you know, versus him. Yeah. And I mean, maybe we'll see a, a, a Gerard carry combo, you know, something like, I mean, there's so many different things that they can do. It's just, right. you know, we, we'll see. Uh, Robert on Facebook says better energy. Uh, Joe Girard is going, is going to be special. I see some Devendorf in him, um, but a much better shooter. So, I, I've read uh, a couple comments that they see some McNamara in him, you know, maybe a, a, uh, a you know, a refined McNamara or a, you know, a seasoned McNamara. So yeah, well, I mean, there's uh, Devendorf. He could shoot. He had a jumper. Obviously, he was pretty good. Um, but I think everybody remembers him with him driving finishing with his left hand, being able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the comment goes towards maybe the passion that uh, Gerard shows out on the court. Well, yeah, that's a good point. As far as comparable. Um, but um, as far as Joe Gerard's skills, as far as driving and finishing around the hoop, they, that's yet, yet to be seen. But I know, obviously, he's known to be a jump shooter. So I think there's a little bit of uh, a mix between Magnamara and Devendorf. So I think... Which is, Kinda. I mean, that's a hybrid right there. Talking, yeah, that's what I mean. Talking about. All right, Aaron on Facebook. Jalen Carey needs to not run the point anymore. By the way, this is right after the game. This is before the press yeah, conference even. Right. So Jalen Carey needs to not run the point anymore and give the role to JG3. He is far more capable at running the offense, keeping the ball moving, and getting everyone else where they need to be. So we we saw like a pass off. What was it? Pass off to Buddy. Buddy pass it back to... Um, Gerard and then Gerard passed it back off to CD base. CD base. I mean, there's a lot more ball movement. It's better. He's unselfish, I think, which is yeah. huge. He's not out there, you know, trying to uh, to see what what round pick in the first round draft of the M- NBA could be. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. And there's a bunch of times where I saw him where he's he passed the ball off and then he went and he cut through and then he was going around moving without the ball, cutting and trying to. I mean, he turned into a shooting guard. And then he was actually trying to come off of picks, and he was looking for a shot. So, uh, again, there was no, like, passing and standing around waiting for somebody to do something. And I'm not saying that that's what Jalen Carey does all the time, but that's what we're used to have been seeing in the past. And it's just a different type of point guard that I think that we've seen. It's a different type of energy. So so far, so good. Yeah. different type of energy. But not only – it's a different type of energy, but, again, I mean, he – he takes he takes care of the ball. He puts his, his his team in good positions to score the ball. And when he doesn't have the ball, he's moving around like a shooting guard because he's a sniper. So, I mean, that's just that's tough to guard. Yeah, it is. Daniel on Facebook can't close out on rotations too slow. There was a couple times where Colgate got some nice open looks where they were. They were late to the ball, but um, they were always in the air. They always had their arms up. But, you know, better teams are going to make some of those shots. And, you know, Colgate was just, you know, they lost it. They lost the touch, and they stopped making those shots. But better teams teams are going to make those shots. So he's got a point with that. 
Uh, just fortunately for for the Orange last night, Colgate wasn't hitting them. Yeah, well, that's also making your your in game changes right and figuring out what the other team's doing that's working and uh, figuring out if the other team's a one trick pony or if they can kind of make their adjustments to yours. <clears throat> and I mean, that's what sports is. And again, it's also, I think a lot of times we see this in the non-conference because again, it's Bayheim trying to figure out his rotations, get people to figure out their roles. And a lot of times it's a feeling out process, especially on the defense end. So um, they say everyone, you know, if you play basketball, especially that level, you've learned how to beat a two, three zone. So, more or less, we come out and we try to figure out what the team's going to do against us and then adjust to that right. and then force them to adjust. And, um, again, with the scoring and the offense and everything, I think we just – because it's so early in the season, that's why you just see some of the issues with scoring early in the games. That's uh, all. So, um, And they were they were pretty much made one-dimensional. I mean, um, they were having to shoot outside. They got down quick in the second half. They were they were trying there for a while. They went on. Uh, Syracuse went on like an 11-0 run at one point, and uh, the Orange outscored Colgate 34 to eight in the paint. So that's those are that's yeah. big numbers right there. Yep. So, and it didn't look like it was going to go that way at first either. No, no, it didn't. So, um, but again, at- adjustments, man. Yeah, at Joe Catskill, bye, bye, bye. Joe, it's not that. It's not that game <laughs> right now. This is just fan feedback. But don't oh, don't get so excited. Uh, these these kids have great talent and will grow as the season plays out. Better yet, this will be fun to watch. Love JG3 running the point, unselfish and fearless. Yeah, he is fearless too. But he'll drive oh, a lane. Yeah. He will, he's not afraid to take shots. Uh, he, he'll pull up and, and release on almost anything because he's he's hit them he's hit them all so something just something tells me that he's gonna have one of those special nights you know what i mean oh, not oh, this yeah. not necessarily this game you know but at some no, point yeah at some point he's gonna yeah i mean you can't it, tell me that a guy that's used to scoring that much isn't gonna go off and right <laughs> yeah at some point yeah yeah well, hopefully it's when we need him might, most, right? I mean, uh, yeah, right. It might not be this year because this year might be just being a freshman and getting used to it and just facilitating and not trying to do too much. But yeah, I just I, again, I, I agree with it. I agree with a lot of the comments about him. I mean, I don't want to get all over fanboy, but I mean, everything that we've seen so far, I mean, you can't really complain. No, I would agree with that. Uh, at Orange Faithful, he says, "Young he or she, I suppose." Um, that's my thoughts on this game and probably will be my thoughts for the remainder of the season. We are a year or two away from being very good, but I do believe we will compete for an ACC title then. This team ha- will have highs in, high ups and low downs, but it will be a fun ride. Yeah, what do you think about two, one to two years away? Well, maybe one, right? I mean... Possibly. Yeah, it could be, could be one. Could be sooner than later. Do I think this year is going to be some magical run? I don't think so, only because I, I've, the, the evidence isn't there yet. I just think they could – who knows? They're going to right. surprise us Well, again, I, I, I just think that – I think this is a team that's going to get better every game throughout the whole year, you know? Yeah. So, again, I'm just – I think we're going to go out there and fight, and I think that when players aren't up to snuff, I think we're going to have guys that are willing, going to be more than willing and ready to come off the bench to try to – 
to help. And again, I mean, the experience and with these young guys, they have nine freshmen and sophomores. So just getting this, I think we're going to be right there in the middle of the ACC. And I think we're going to be a decent squad. We probably won't be ranked top 25. And I think like, again, I'll just kind of echo what I said before. I think we'll be a nervous team on the bubble come selection Sunday, but I think it's going to be exciting to see the growth. Yeah, absolutely. At Mahirio underscore 10 on Twitter says, it was awesome to see them wake up. Can't wait to watch these freshmen grow into their roles more, particularly Gerard. Kid can play. Happy to see them get this first win. Colgate will have a great year. And you know what? That's a good point. It's the only one on, it's the only one on social media I saw saying that too. Col- Colgate is a good team. They will probably likely have a very good year. They could make the tournament again. It's totally possible. So, yeah. Um, at Grimmy33, we have so much talent and no experience. Come true ACC play. I believe this is a team no one wants to play. Now, I mean, I could see that for this reason alone. Right now, we don't know what we're going to get. So, it could be one of those situations where um, these teams aren't really. Maybe by then it'll be different, but you don't really know how you're going to prepare for them yet. Cause they're, yeah. And plus, they're doing a lot more. I feel like they're doing more than they used to. So, um, you know, the longer we play, though, come ACC time, the more tape there is and the more things that, the more tricks are exposed. So, you know, they'll know who we are. That's the thing. So Right. Well, um, that's the point. Right. Exactly. At, Nine conference. <laughs> huh? Yeah. At Tony Staffieri, there was a clear message sent over the last week. Way more fluidity on both ends. There is still a glaring hole at point guard spot, which will be a persistent problem in ACC play. So, obviously, this was before the press conference, so that broke immediately. But, um, yeah, we'll see how the point guard position develops. Still got plenty of time to, to see what happens. But, well, again, it's an, it's an expectation thing. You have a freshman and a sophomore. Whichever one it is, it's going to be their first year starting at the helm. So there's going to be mistakes, and there's going to be ugly spots and ugly periods. And that's just so far the last two games, Jalen Carey started, and they've gone in, and they haven't really scored. And then Joe Girard came in, and they started scoring. Yeah. And whether it just be by chance or whether there's a reason – It'll eventually iron itself out. Yes, eventually it will. So we will see. We will see. All right. Syracuse will host Seattle this Saturday at what time is this show? Seven o'clock? Seven o'clock. And it will be on the ACC network only. So apparently, now you can always trick one of these streaming stations are are places to to show you the game i actually had i wasn't on twitter last night because i had to watch the game from my phone i didn't get it on tv i didn't get it anywhere i didn't get it on espn plus on my tv but i can get it on espn plus on my phone you why i have no idea told me the channel wasn't available on my tv through the fire stick but on my phone let me play it no problem so i have no idea no idea. Maybe it's, maybe it's a difference because it's a mobile device, maybe. I guess it's the only thing I could think. So the all-time series with Seattle and Syracuse sits at 0-0. Zero zero. This is going to be the first time they're meeting. So uh, uh, Seattle well. sits at 2-2 two and two early in the season. Wins over Pacific Lutheran and Pacific Oregon. Good luck over there with the Pacific teams. 
Uh, they're led by 6'1", junior guard Terrell Brown. Joe, what do we know about Seattle? Seattle U, the first meeting. Tell us I mean, I, th- I think that's pretty much... I think you hit it all, bro. <laughs> no. No, they went... Um, so, I think it's Coach Jim Hayford's third year. They went uh, 20 and 14 his first year, 18 and 14 his second year. Um, and like you said, uh, it's tough to go off the schedule that they've got so far. Uh, any team that they have played, I mean, at Washington State, they got beat by almost, well, but yeah, 31. And then they played uh, Eastern Washington and lost by um, almost, what well, was that, eight? So yeah. almost double digits. And Eastern Washington, again, is a, it's another team that's kind of comparable to them. So, I mean, they're out of the whack, and the whack usually, I mean, New Mexico State for the longest time dominated that. It's usually the school that you see coming out of that and going to the tournament. Um, so it, it's not really a strong conference. And seeing what we saw uh, yesterday, I just don't know how worried I am. I think Seattle might have overall better players. When you look at their, their roster, you, uh, you mentioned um, Terrell Brown. Right. Yeah. And he pretty much leads the team in almost every single category. Um, points, rebounds, assists. But um, they do have uh, a six, nine, 230 pound forward, Miles Carter, who also averages double digits and brings down a decent amount of rebounds as well. Almost averages two blocks a game. So he's got a little bit of size. Uh, but I just overall don't see I mean. Colgate had more size than these guys do. These guys, they run four guards, although one of their guards is 6'7", another one's 6'5", but uh, only legit big man that they really have is 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 Miles Carter. Now, they do have a senior, Jordan Dallas, uh, center. He's 6'10", but he's played minimal minutes. So um, I'm not too worried about this game, although, uh, like I said, I do think they might have a better big man overall, but I don't think they're a better team overall than Colgate. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I don't really see us having a problem. They but, did manage um, 115 points in one game. Who was that? Yeah, but you're talking about teams that aren't even I, Division I know, One teams. I know. They've had Pacific they're two Oregon. and two, and yeah. yeah, they're two and two, and their two uh, wins are pretty much against non-Division One teams. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I can't even click on the teams in ESPN, so it tells me what it yeah, is. Yeah, they don't so. even have a they don't even have a an I, a, a logo like a team logo on ESPN. Right. So it's that bad. So anyway, plus they're coming so, from they're they're coming from the the West Coast, and, right? And you know that's a long haul to Syracuse, and you're going to be, you know, right. Knows. I don't think that the questions going into this game is whether or not we're going to win or lose. Um, or even really by how much, because I don't think it's going to be significant. I think it's just, again, looking at just watching the players, everyone having their own expectations of certain players and, and what they can do and how they're going to get better, um, paying attention to the rotations and stuff like that and trying to see if we can't carve some more roles in, out in this team. Um, so that's yeah. really what you want to look at. You don't want to win ugly. Oh right, right, right. Well, it's it's time to play around, though. I would say, let's play around right. a little bit. Let's exactly. Let's, you want to play around. This is the time where you play around, where you try to gain confidence. Uh, I mean, we have this game, then we got Cornell, and we got Bucknell, and then we have um, a situation where we're going into uh, a little bit of a tournament. So, 
we're going to be playing against Oklahoma State, and we're going to be playing against uh, what another winner of uh, a matchup in which um, it's going to be Power Five teams. I know. I think it's what Washington State and Penn State, I believe, or no Iowa, Penn State. No, sorry, it's Washington State and Penn State, I believe. But either way, um, this is the time where you play around, you get your roles, rotations, and they gain their confidence so that we can actually put a better product on the court the next time we play against a team that's in the power fives, which is coming up fast. Yeah. It'll be here before you know it. 27th to be exact. So bumping, bumping two games a week, halfway through November already, you know, right. Talking about, talking about ACC play and, and, and get an early one in December. And then before you know it, it's going to be full blown. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have that buck now. Then we have that little tournament where it's Oklahoma state. And then, um, the winner of the other game, and then we have our Big Ten ACC cha- uh, challenge game against Iowa, and then we're at Georgia Tech. Then we at Georgetown. So, I mean, oh, there's a little right. stretch at there. Georgetown this year, yeah, yeah. And then we go home against Oakland, home against North Florida, home against Niagara. Where we get another little lull where we're, maybe we can figure some little stuff out. I, I kind of see that's kind of how where it's going to go, right? Because as these players grow, as they get more confident, we're playing these. Um, non-Power 5 teams, then we're going to go through a little stretch where there's a 4-5 or five game. Good teams, you know, important games, and I think Beheim he's going to go in with a rotation that he that thinks gonna um, that is going to work, right? And yeah. then, based off that, we'll have three more non-conference games against another a couple s- smaller schools in which we can tweak maybe some things that uh, didn't work and um, maybe give other guys some opportunities to, to step up. So, I think that's that's the layout of the season, and it's going to be interesting to see us and where we stand after this non-conference, especially since after once officially the non-conference ends, we're technically going to have two conference games right. <laughs> in our belts. So. Right, right. Well, yeah, when you get the air fingers quotes up there. Um, okay, well, that is all. Uh, we will be back here. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I guess, I guess we're going to have the dual post-game show, sounds like. Yeah, I think it sounded like that. Yeah. That's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah, I'm going to the game on Saturday, and then um, I'm going to tape this game or record this game, and then once I get back home, watch it. So yep. the, yeah, I'm going to be uh, all day Syracuse sports, and then I guess Sunday we'll – Yeah, Sunday we'll uh, we'll hit it up. We'll, we'll give you a nice little taste of the overlap. So as we yeah, do we'll the overlap, probably, we've been very lucky early in the overlap season to not have to uh, – um, really overlap. We've kind of just been grinding. So yeah, um, yeah. We might as well hit Cornell too. Well, right. Yeah. So so yeah. Like um, it could be yeah. a, a Chad, We might figure it out. Yeah, we might split it up. But uh, depending on when you want to do the next pregame for football in Louisville, so we'll have to figure it out. But it sounds like definitely at least a dual pre a dual post game. Yep. So that's it. That's the that, hey. There you go. There's uh, there's the upcoming schedule. What it looks like. We don't know. Yep. Basically, <laughs> so <laughs> you, we just let you we're guys like, into our world of our yeah, we just intellectual scheduling. Yeah, which is that's exactly how it sounds on the phone. By the way, oh, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> uh, I want to thank uh, Blue Chew. I want to thank Manscape.com, and of course, I want to thank all of you. Thanks for participating in fan feedback, and I want to thank James on guitar. So for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.